Hello everybody, welcome back to the second episode of the Essential Sports Pod by myself, Francisco, and my friends Addison and Gerald. Today we're going to be covering the second week of the baseball season for the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, without further ado, let's jump straight into it. I want to start off with, I guess, some of the recent struggles just because, you know, it's such a, I guess, the elephant in the room. We were, What do you guys think about that Braves series? Do you guys think you guys expect it to get swept? What's going on there? Um. Well, I would just like to say that I felt like the series could go either way because, you know, across the way, Atlanta, they have a very good team. Like, they – I think they had the highest batting average in the league uh, last season, so – Every guy on their team, top to bottom, can put the ball in play, hit it with power, and, you know, they were getting to our pitching. So not saying that I necessarily expected to get swept, but I knew it could have been a series loss. But it's unfortunate when it does happen. Yeah, you know, I mean, I didn't have um, high hopes for the series. You know, I think anybody that was paying attention to Cardinals baseball knew that that was going to be a rough a uh, few games, but um, I mean, just like Gerald said, I mean, uh, one through nine, their their whole batting order puts the ball in play uh, at a high clip and with power. And when you don't have, you know, good starting pitching, you're going to get hammered. Just, you know, that's just the way it goes. So I think, um, you know, that series, um, I think, I think it can go better um, later down the road especially after this team kind of meshes a little bit. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm not too worried about it. It's early in the season. Um, I'm not, you know, freaking out about anything, so. Yeah, we still got guys that are still adjusting, you know. Sometimes I think we tend to um, not realize that these guys, you know, they're human too. They are just now getting to the start of things. It's a long season, you know. <laughs> You know, Atlanta, they, they had a game plan. Clearly, they were attacking us early. They, I think they realized that, hey, they may not have the best pitchers. You see a fastball up, you hit it. And that's kind of the vibe that I got from them. So, you know, just take it as it is. You know, we'll see them again. Yeah, I agree with what you guys said. I think, I mean, you know, there are bad things to take away from it. But also, you know, there's something I saw that, the Cardinals are top five in hits in the in the league right now, um, through today. Um, but we are bottom half in runs in the league. That's a little bit of an issue. We just we know we get the hits in, we get people on base, but we can't finish off the runs. And you know we obviously we got rough pitching, and you know sometimes we got to play from behind. But also, kind of comes down to the offense getting those people in who are in maybe scoring position or just moving the runners over. Uh, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. A, a big part of uh, Ali Marmol's philosophy is being relentless. That's one thing that I've heard him say many times throughout the season. So what I think it is is, like, there's never a point where you can count on our offense. Like, if we're down 3-2 with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, I still have confidence. And – that's kind of what we embody is. And so sometimes we'll get hits with like 
two outs and we can't like muster in the run, but you know, just being relentless. I think I think that fits us very well. I yeah, I completely um agree. And I think a perfect example of that is um game two of the Colorado series um on Tuesday. Um, you know, you're down. Um gosh, what were they down? Um the other day. Were they down they might have been down six oh to start and you know they chip away at it scratch away three runs and then they have a big inning tie the game and then eventually they pull away it was you know that was a that was a really um a good a good good game yeah the one they won uh nine to six yeah the second game of the series yeah yeah Yeah, they they were were down down. they were well the cardinals went up to uh uh third and then went down six to two at the end of the fifth That's right. Came right. like four across in the seventh. Yeah. Like I said, there's never a point where we where we feel like we're out of the game. We could be down five runs, six runs. We know, like by the snap of a finger, we could be right back in it. So, plus we're playing at Coors Field, so like you know, the ball flies there. So. Yes. Ball definitely flew. Um, although what I find really interesting about you know the Cardinals is, um, I mean, every once in a while you see a guy hit you know a really big home run that brings the lead back all the way um, in one. But um, I, that seventh inning was drawing walks, getting on base, and then a base hit from Arenado that ended up scoring three because Goldschmidt got up on his horse and scored from first. That was amazing. Um, I don't know if you guys got to catch that or not, but that that was fantastic. Yeah, Goldie read it perfectly, and I feel like that's really an underrated part of baseball is, like, just playing the game the right way will always reward you in situations like that. Like, Goldie, he sees that Arenado makes hard contact to the gap, he knows his course field. He know if he gets a good jump, he can score because that's a lot of it's a lot of um grass in that outfield at course. So he got a good jump. Yeah, scored three runs. I just I just feel like that that embodies what we are, relentless. Yeah, I think uh, keeping on on that Rocky series uh, topic. Uh, you know, it's it's rough to keep that ERA down as a team. You know, it's obviously with it being coarse and such high altitude, the ball flies. Us being bottom half of the league in ERA, uh, that didn't really help us out. But there was one person that stood out to me in that series, and that was Flaherty. You know, he's been our best pitcher so far. The stats don't, don't lie. I mean, he, that he walks too much, but... He, he's keeping people off the board, and that's all that I care about, really. Yeah, what's, what's good for me is, like like you said, he's been our best pitcher, pitcher maybe like ERA-wise. I haven't really checked the stats. But there's a lot of there were a lot of things that he still was working on and getting sharper, and I feel like he didn't feel like he was at his sharpest, obviously, with the walks. And so... The last, the last outing that he had recently, which, in my opinion, was the best. I think he can say that too. Um, you start, you start to see him command his fastball better. You start to see 
the power slider. You see him working the cutter with the lefties. You see him, you know, going into his bag of tricks that he can use and what made him an effective pitcher, you know? So I just think there was a lot of good things to take away from that start, you know, and he only had one walk, which it's been much higher than that in his other starts. For sure. I think, yeah, uh, yesterday was, um, yeah, he, yeah, he had a great outing yesterday. Um, and it's, it's not something I really expected from him to get out of the gate coming off injuries. Um, I've been really pleased with Jack Flaherty. I mean, yeah, I think, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, walking out onto course Field, pitching 5.1 innings, allowing five hits and one earned run, which was a home run, you know, doesn't really get much better than that, really. That home run was on the first pitch of the game, too. So you can't really blame him for that, you know. They just came out with a game plan attacked early. But other than that, he was nails. I, I love how he's proving everybody wrong. You know, that people want him traded. I mean, we talked about maybe including him in a trade yeah. last week, and he's just shutting all of us up, and I love it. I think what we're seeing from, from Flaherty is what at least I want to see right now from Tyler O'Neill. I think, you know, I think Flaherty's hungry. I think um, he's hearing the doubts um, from people, and he's, um, you know, he's wanting to prove himself and earn back that, that ace position on the Cardinals. Um, and, you know, he wants to be a guy that we can rely on. And he embodies you know, the team spirit of being relentless. And, you know, staying with the Colorado series, I don't know that I see that in Tyler O'Neill. Tyler O'Neill has been, in my, just from what I've watched, just god-awful in that series. He didn't play um, the first game. Um, But then, you know, he has a one for five on Tuesday. Go ahead. I don't mean to cut you off, but what I saw from the last game from Tyler, I kind of I kind of feel a little different about that because the the second game, actually the second game he had, he had that go ahead single, which was hit the opposite way, which is something that's a development from Tyler O'Neill. Like usually we know him for the big power pull hitter. Well, he's not a pull hitter, but just the just the fact that he went opposite way and then in the last game of the series, I think he had a very good game. He had a home run. He had a single, a lot of putouts in center field, and he stole a base too, which is another thing that I didn't really expect from him. We all know he's super fast, you know, probably the fastest guy in baseball, arguably, but for him to put that on display, I feel like that's some good things to take away, honestly. I know he strikes out strikes out a lot, but – for him to be more active and more facets of the game, I think that's a good takeaway. Because I yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I get you. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I don't. Because when he when he strikes out, he strikes out ugly, man. Like. That that second game of the series on Tuesday when he before he got that go ahead single, I mean, he's like 
just hacking at stuff in the dirt, like atrocious in the dirt. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think okay, with the Tyler. How do you feel? Well, with Tyler O'Neill, I mean, obviously, I mean, he's hitting 282 on the season right now. Um, he's got two home runs and a pair of RBIs. Yeah, he can. I think he can look bad sometimes, but also he's just valuable with the with the legs and you know also being outfield with being that fast. I think it's pretty nice. He could be. I mean, it could be rough sometimes. He strikes out a lot, but also when he gets the bat on the ball, it it goes far or it goes in the right place. But yeah, I mean, uh, there's. I don't know. I don't really got anything bad to say about Tyler. I just think he's still kind of settling in into the season, especially with last season, him being injured most of it. I think it's just a matter of time, just like Flaherty. Yeah, like, I see with me, my outlook on Tyler O'Neill is he, he's definitely a guy that will give you lots of strikeouts. Like, he'll have those at-bats where you see him chase the slider that he shouldn't be chasing, or he'll get blown away by the heater. But also, you'll see, like, if you put him in the right spots in the lineup, you'll see – he can he can be clutch. He can drive the ball like a long way, you know, which is very valuable. And I I know like he does strike out a lot, but you know, in the MLB today, a lot of guys do that. A lot of guys have that approach where they're swinging sure. for the fences versus putting it in play, which you know, so a lot of guys find that more valuable. So let me ask you guys this: <laughs> um, what? Um, what metrics do you think um, O'Neill's success should be measured by? Like at the end of the year, if he's a 30 home run, 100 RBI guy, you know, is that where we're calling it good? Um, or what I mean, obviously, that's better than good. But like, where do we say, okay, you know, Tyler O'Neill's our guy, he's proved himself, you know, stuff like that. Well, I think he, two seasons ago, he proved what his ceiling could be, which is receiving MVP votes and winning a gold glove while also hitting close to 40 home runs. It's also like, if you look at, if you look at the metrics, I know that the metrics shouldn't be the end-all be-all, but the metrics are on his side. Like, he hits the ball hard, he runs fast, he has a good glove, plays all three outfield positions. Um, I don't personally think he's like a bad clubhouse guy. I know we had that little situation or whatever, but you know, I feel like when he puts it all together, he's super valuable, super valuable in my opinion. Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree with him being. I think what I'm what I would look at at the end of the season is the WRC plus. I mean, last year he was 101, which is pretty much average. Um, dead middle. Uh, I mean, I just he the season before he had 144 WRC plus. So like, if he could, I mean, even get to 120 maybe that would be perfect for me. I think that's just what I would look at. Um, right, and yeah, like our outfield pieces like Duke Bar left-handed, Dylan Carlson switch hitter. We put Brandon Donovan out there as left-handed. So I feel like having Tyler, that's that righty bat in the outfield that definitely could hit the ball a long way. Is definitely a guy that pitchers fear. I know he uh, swings that stuff that he shouldn't be swinging at, but 
just to have that type of presence in the lineup, like, you know, that's a strong guy. Like, his dad was Mr. Canada. Like, oh yeah, that's a strong guy. I wouldn't, you know, just take it light if I was the pitcher. So having someone like that that can bring that fear to the lineup with Goldie, Arenado, I know he's not the same player as them, but having that fear, I just think that's very valuable for him. Yeah, um, you know, he, he's going to strike out a lot, and but I think he's also going to get on base and steal a base or two every now and then. But somebody else that strikes out a lot but but just has been standing out to me recently is Nolan Gorman. He, I mean, homered back-to-back games. He pinch hit on that 9-6 to win against Colorado and got a homer late game to, you know, get that insurance run. And, you know, I'm just loving what I see from him, like, Again with Tyler, like they're gonna strike out a lot, but they're also just gonna put the bat on the ball and be that valuable on offense. And when they do put the bat on the ball, it's gonna go a long way, especially especially in the series that Nolan Gorman just had against Colorado. We know we know the dimensions of the stadium. We know if you put the ball on the bat and you're a strong guy, chances are it's over 400 feet. So that. That played well into Nolan Gorman's hands, but yeah, just his approach, his whole new, his whole new batting stance is like perfect for him, in my opinion. He's not like swinging, swinging at the high fastball and missing. He's not swinging that stuff in the dirt, taking his pitches, being selective. I've loved his approach so far this season. Yeah, I think I think Gorman's really. Um even exceeded his preseason expectations. You know, we, we were kind of a question mark as to, you know, what Gorman's role would be because it seemed clear that Donovan was the guy they wanted to go with. Um, but, I, you know, I, I've been really high on Nolan Gorman um, even since uh, spring training. Yeah, I'm, I'm really high on him. And like you said, you know, Donovan was probably a little bit more of an established asset after the year that he had last season, you know, he's shown he can be a top of the order guy or, you know, put him wherever in the lineup, also put him wherever on defense, which is very valuable, which to me, to me, that always proved that Nolan Gorman can have a role because like in the Colorado series, I think they put Brandon Donovan in the outfield, played him at shortstop and then played him at second also. So, you know, with it being um, some days where Arenado would take off for DH, they put Nolan Gorman at third. Or if someone in the outfield needs a break, they put Nolan Gorman at second, Brandon Donovan in the outfield. So, you know, just playing, having that ability to play uh, sort of like matchmaker, put guys where you feel like they can succeed and they exceed what you want them to do, That that's always nice as a manager to have. How about that catch from Donovan in the outfield? Great. That's good. Yeah, he's elite. He's a lead defender. No matter where yeah. you put him. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah, he just played shortstop the day before that. The day before that. And then he went to the outfield and made a type of play like that. That's just shows the type of player he is. Absolutely. And that's and that's what I like about the Cardinals players and Ollie is it's it's a next man up mentality, you know. Somebody's not performing, or there's an injury, you know. Everybody could. I mean, 
almost everybody could play anywhere. Um, you know, obviously with exceptions like Goldschmidt's pretty much locked down on first, and I was locked down on third. But you know, like you guys say, you see Donovan at second, you see him at short, you see him on the outfield, and he's a, a stud everywhere you put him. And what I like about Ollie is he's not afraid to tinker with the lineup. You know, he he's not afraid to try different things until he finds something that really works. And, yeah. um, you know, I feel like some teams, they get complacent, um, you know, and you're like, these nine guys are what we have, and this is their role, and that's it, period. And I like, I, I think part of that might be because Ollie's so young, um, you know, he's not afraid to experiment with things, but, um, yeah, that's that's a, an aspect of the Cardinals game that I just really love. Yeah, um, from what I from what I know, Ali was under like some of our um, older managers, like Mike Schilt and stuff like that. So him bringing that that young um, savviness to him, like willing to put guys in positions where they could where they could succeed, no matter if they didn't play that play that position the day before that. I really like that about him. He uh, is always willing to see how a guy is feeling and would you like to play this? He's a, a pretty good, like, people person with the guys in the clubhouse. All right. Well, I think we're going to move on to a little intermission here to move into this new segment we got going. So we'll be right back. All right, everybody. Welcome back. Um, we are moving to a new segment uh, for this podcast, which I think we're going to use every every week. Uh, it's called, mm-hmm. we're calling it the confidence meter. Uh, this is where we rank certain players that we choose in their recent performances uh, from one to five and, you know, really how confident we are in them, I guess, moving forward. Um, so yeah, I guess we're trying this out and I mean, we think it'll be a good thing. So with the first player, I want to start off with this new segment, uh, is Steven Matz. What do you guys think about Mr. Steven Matz? Addison, I'll let you go first. (laughs) Uh, um, just, um, yeah, hold on. Let me pull up. Let me pull up the stats because I don't know them off the top of my head. All right, so he's got an he's got an zero and two record on the year. He's let up four and six runs in his games respectively. He's going about five point one, five point two innings, giving up ten and nine hits. Um, he, I guess the nice thing I can say about it is he's not walking guys. He's had one and two walks. Seven strikeouts against Atlanta was was good, I guess. But um, gut feeling, one and a half, maybe two. Um, on the confidence meter, that's how uh, the one's low, right? That's what we decided. Yes. Yeah, okay. Five. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, one through five, yeah. So, um yeah, one and a half, maybe two, just because he's a lefty. 
I got, I mean, gosh, I don't know. Yeah, see, with me going, coming into the season, I know Matt's looked super good in spring training, but realistically, as a Cardinals fan, I were I was hoping that we weren't trying to rely on him as a guy that we use and a high leverage like start, you know, because uh, I think with his stuff, he he has pretty decent stuff. Just I think he's uh just average, you know, not really breaking the mold, you know. So with that being said, uh, with his starts that he's had this season, he's had starts against tough teams. So yeah. I can't really say that the performances that I've seen so far are necessarily surprising. Obviously, I'm still trying to be optimistic about what I've seen. I think you're right. It's hard to gauge his, you know, going against Atlanta and then in cores. Those are tough. I mean, those are tough um, games, but where I get worried and my confidence drops is in the dog days, you know, July, August, the way this division is shaken out, I think people rode off the Cubs, people rode off the Brewers, but those teams are proven to be very tough, and even the Pirates have had a good start to the year. You know, hey, we if we get in, those boys. yeah, the Pirates are young and dangerous, and they've been they've been written off. So you know, there's nothing more dangerous than a team that has you know no expectations. Um, so, but. What I'm saying is, if this division, all of a sudden, you know, everybody thought that the Cardinals were going to run away with this division. It's, you know, write them in for the playoffs. No big deal. Uh, and I still, I still think that can happen. Like, don't get me wrong. But if all of a sudden we're in a tight division race this year and, you know, we're running down, we're running short on games left and, you know, maybe we're a game or two back on Milwaukee, and then this guy's got to get the bump to, you know, win a crucial game. Eesh. You know, I I don't know. That's not a good look, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with both of you guys. I think you guys hit it around the head. I think, I mean, against the Braves, he pitched 5.1 innings. He had 10 hits, 4 earned runs. But he also had 7 strikeouts and 1 walk. I mean, there are good things about it there are bad things about it i just think it's more of up being consistent of where he's putting the ball because you know he's striking people out he's he's getting outs but you know it's two home runs it's you kind of i don't know i think you just got to be a little more consistent on the placement and that's what i think about him yeah Yeah. see with my my rating for him it's probably going to be right there in the middle at three because Everything he's shown so far this season is probably what we expected to see from him. Like, honestly, him giving up, you guys said four runs against the Braves, you said? Yeah. Yes. That's, that's okay, like, for him. Like, that, that's pretty much what I would expect. I, and I would hope that it wouldn't get to, like, seven versus the Braves. So, pretty much, you know, he's a he's – a, four in our rotation like four or five um i think we can expect them to compete against bad teams and when it comes to the good teams or when it comes to the playoffs let's not try to put him 
out there as a starter, maybe use him out of the bullpen. I know they did that like a little bit last season. But yeah, I think I I think I'm right in the middle. I wasn't hoping for like a breakout se- well, obviously I hope for a breakout season, but I wasn't expecting like a breakout from him or anything after injury stuff. So, so Yeah, I agree just, with your guys' ratings. Guy. I would I'd give him a two point five three. So Yeah. Yeah. Uh all right. Moving on to the next player. Uh one of my favorite players, Brendan Donovan. What do what do you guys think about that? Okay. So I I've been looking at the games. Obviously I like I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. I'm I'll stop whatever I'm doing to watch the game. I've been watching them. Uh and he and he has been struggling. Like like the numbers aren't the best and he has been striking out more than we expect because we we praise him on his eye and the way he fights and counts and stuff like that. And I really think we just have to, like, chalk it up to the fact that he made adjustments this offseason. He's trying to hit with more power, you know, changing up the batting stance, also getting adjusted. Also, we have to realize that last year he didn't start. He didn't start in the MLB. So this is pretty much like his first season starting with the team, you know, and he's the leadoff guy. So. Um, me personally, I'm very confident in Brandon Donovan. I'm gonna have to put it at like a four, if not five, that he can turn things around. You know, I love the way he approaches the game. Obviously, playing anywhere the manager wants him to play, putting the ball in play, fighting against the pitchers. You know, working counts, stuff like that. I'm confident in him. Yeah, I think. Oh, oh you got it. You got yeah, it. I think you know. If I could split it up right now, I think in the field, five. Absolutely five, five. He's, he's, he's gold glove level defense. Um, you know, I think I, I don't worry about him defensively. Um, batting right now, you know, has been a struggle. Um, I, I think, yeah, I think he's going to come up. I think he'll be just fine. Um, you know, so I think as it sits right now, I'm probably in that three range for his hitting. Um, but I, I think that can op- absolutely come up and he can be a stud, you know, high 200s, 300 average type guy. So, yeah. um, you know, I think, I think if I were to take an average of that, you know, I'd put him at like a three and a half, four. Um, so, yeah. I know I know he's like one of the fan favorites as far as the way he approaches the game and stuff like that. And I feel like every time you watch Brandon Donovan, you see him not doing the best at the plate. There you always have confidence in him that he'll turn it around just just on the uh simple fact that he works counts and he's gonna put the ball he's gonna put the ball in play better than a lot of people in MLB. And He's a leadoff guy. He's willing to put in the work. He's willing to adjust, adapt. You know, it's a long season. You know, the I think we're only what ten games in, maybe around there, and we got a hundred and fifty so games left. I think oh, yeah. give him that time to see MLB pitching. He has a great eye and great discipline. So you know, I think yeah, absolutely. At the very least, you can say that he eats pitches and he's going to wear down yeah. starters. 
You know, right. if, if he's taken four or five at-bats at six pitches and at-bat, you know, on the low end, six pitches and at-bat, you know, you're looking at 30 pitches to him just alone in a game. So, you know, wearing down other teams pitching, I think, is really valuable. So, Right. You can always rely on him for that type of at-bat thing, you know, that kind of like the warrior mentality at the point where, you get a pitch you don't like, you fight it off, you hit it into foul territory, you were being selective, you know. He's that yeah. type of guy. He's going to fight. So, me personally, I'm confident. I'll probably put it at three and four for building and batting combined. Yeah. In there, but yeah. With Brandon Donovan, I'd have to give him, uh, personally, I'd give him a four or five. Yeah, he, he reminds me a lot of uh, Tommy Edmond. You know, he's elite in the field. He I think he's just a little more patient than Tommy, but they're the very similar players. Um, you know, they're elite on the field. and I mean, Donovan has gotten a lot more pop than last, last season, but uh, uh, I think he's fine. I mean, obviously, like you said, you guys said, he's still settling in first season, f- first full season. And yeah, he's got a 214 average, but he's also got a 280 on base percentage. So like, you know, it it shows that he's he's still walking. You know, I mean, he's only got four walks on the season, but he's still getting on base. He's got two home runs, which is I'm pretty sure second on the team. Um, five RBIs. You know, I can't really complain. He he hits it when he needs to hit it. So yeah, right. I, and the, yeah. the thing is, the thing is with those numbers is like what I try to think about is you know. It's only ten games of the season. That's not that's not the majority of the season at all. So it could be a little rough spell, you know. Uh, you know he's gonna go in the cages. He's gonna work. I know. I know he is because that's the type of person that he is. He's he cares about his craft. Obviously, with the off season and switching up his swing, and he uses Goldschmidt's bat now, like the little hockey puck bat. So. You know, just getting, just making adjustments. He'll be all right. Yeah. All right. So we're yeah. giving, we're giving him three, three, three to four yeah. to five. Yeah. In between there. Yeah. Somewhere in there. All right. Yeah. Cool. Next player I want to get into is um, Jordan Montgomery. He, for me personally, he was one of my favorite pickups last season. He just, he's always sharp. You know, he doesn't miss a spot very often. Uh, I just I love watching him. I, like even his windup is just you know it's it's great look to look at. Um, I yeah. would give him a four. I think with Flaherty, he's been one of our best pitchers. You know he went out pitch seven against Milwaukee, only let up three hits, no runs, two walks, yeah. nine strikeouts. I don't you can't really get any better than that really. Um, and then he you know first he when he pitched against the Jays he pitched. Five innings, hit six hits. He did let up three runs, but first first time getting out there, you know, I, I don't yeah. really blame him. So this is the Blue Jays, right? Know. One of the best offenses in the game. Personally, I'd give him a four. You know, I always I'm always high on Jordan, so that's that's what I think of him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm right there. I'm right there with you. It's a high four or five for me. Um, yeah, I mean, you kind of said everything. I think he's. I think he's really good. Um, I think he's one of our best pitchers. I think 
his windup is so simple. And so that's what, you know, really gets his, um, uh, his consistency, see a lot of consistency out of him. Um, I think that's what the Cardinals need um, from their starting pitching. So, um, yeah, I think, I think he's going to be a strong 2-3 guy in the rotation. Yeah, kind of piggybacking off what you said about his windup. Like, his windup is always the same, no matter if, if someone's on base or someone's not. Sometimes he'll use a little slide step, sharper, you know, faster motion or whatever. But like you said, his delivery is so simplistic that it's easily repeatable. It's easy to spot up on the inside corner and go away with your off speed and stuff like that. And the type of guy that he is, you know, he goes out there, pitches for six and seven innings, you know. Not everybody does that in today's MLB. So, like you guys said, when we picked him up last season, he was one of my favorites because he brought that consistency along with the innings, with the simplicity. You, Every time you see him go out there and work, it, it never seems like he's overwhelmed or, you know, letting the game get too big for him. He gets a guy on base. He uh, just fights, and that's kind of what we need out of the bullpen. I'm, I mean, not out of the bullpen, out of the starters. But um, yeah, like just a starter that can go out there and give you innings. We, I think we can all agree that we know he's not a one or a two. But also, you have to feel like if he's your three, three, four, or five or whatever, that's a luxury because that's a guy that's gonna fight. That's a guy that's a lefty. That's a guy that has mid ninety fastball, can crank it up when he wants, you know. There's a lot of stuff to like about Jordan. I'm gonna give him a four, maybe even a five. <laughs> yeah. Confident in that man. He always does his job. Alright. Um, next player I wanna talk about is our newly acquired catcher, Wilson Contreras. Addison, you wanna start us off with a um sure um knee jerk reaction is um kind of like a two or three i don't i don't know i we knew his defense was going to struggle um because he's just not a really a defensive um catcher but i think the issue with that is we signed him to bolster and expecting that you know he is one of the best offensive catchers in the game and right now i don't know that we're um seeing that out of him i think hold on let me see let me pull up the stats here um where are we here we go. Yeah. So, I mean, batting average dropped down to 180. Um, on base percentage at 238. It's just, yeah. Contreras has been, I, you know, I'm hoping he turns it around. I really do. Um, I'm not even super worried about it yet, but I think it has been rough. And just from what we've seen so far, I think I'd give him like a two. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, 
Me personally, what I'm getting from the way he's hitting and stuff like that, I feel like it would really help him if we moved him down in the order because I feel like when you look at our lineup, he's not the third best hitter in the lineup. And that's kind of the way that Ali like lines it up because he'll have he'll have Goldschmidt and Arenado and then he'll have Contreras protecting those guys. I feel like putting someone in that spot, maybe like Gorman or you know, I feel like we can move up Jordan Walker in the lineup, even though he's been moving down. But I feel like uh we're still trying to find like that role for him. We're still trying to figure out what he likes. He uh He's a different type of hitter. He like he'll he'll swing at pitches outside of the zone, but he'll still put his bat on it. So I think we're still trying to figure out what exactly to expect from him on that side. And him being on the other side of the Cubs Cardinals rivalry could be, you know, a, it's a new thing for him, obviously. So uh I like I like that he's trying to put in the work and learn the staff and you know, as a fan, that always feels good when a guy is working because, you know, you're there to do your job, not just slouch and, you know, not just play the game, not make adjustments and stuff like that. So, like you said, Addison, maybe like a two or three range. I think, well, it doesn't get much worse than this, honestly, in my opinion, but he will turn it around. I'm confident. Yeah. I think I think part of it that's tough um, that I, I guess I really hadn't considered until you brought it up coming from the Cubs. I think Bush Stadium is one of, if not the hardest park to hit in in the MLB. Um, you know, and the first, what is that, five games uh, being at home, I think we could almost kind of write those off as he's just trying to get used to it. Um, he did draw a couple walks against um colorado which i liked um but i mean the milwaukee series was a real struggle for him he only got one hit in that series in the nine at bats um so yeah i think i think yeah. it's a yeah like like think about it from like a human perspective the first series we got the Clydesdales, it's his first time in St. Louis. There's expectations, you know, all the older Cardinals fans are going to be like, this isn't Yachty. Like, right. he doesn't play defense, you know. Yeah, which like he's got to block so, out. Right. He still has a strong arm, but, you know, he's not He's not what Yachty is, and he's not trying to be that, and he's established that. So, you know, that first series, you know, it's a lot going on. Then we have the Milwaukee series, he's playing against his brother. So that's another thing, you know, still getting adjusted, you know, traveling with the team. And then, yeah, then he also had that injury also. So mm-hmm. it could be him, you know, getting his feet back under him, you know. Probably probably when he got hurt, he was still, you know, trying to get acclimated with the pitchers. And, you know, I don't know how it is for catchers, but – I'm sure working with your pitchers takes away from your hitting, like perfecting that craft. So, you know, just, you know, working, getting better. Yeah. I know he's doing it, so I believe in him. Uh, yeah, I would agree with you guys. Recently, I'd probably give him a two or three. I mean, he's gotten one hit 
in the last seven games, last 18 at-bats, he's had one hit. Um, you know, he strikes out a pair of times. He's only walked three times all season. I mean, in 39 at-bats. Yeah, I mean, it could be better. I think it is a lot of mental to it, you know, coming from the rivals straight, you know, getting paid that much money and having to step up for Yachty. You know, that's uh, it's it was bound to happen, honestly. I mean, you obviously get high hopes getting that one of the best catchers in the game right now. Getting him, uh, you know, everybody's going to have high hopes and expect, you know, a lot of hits, a lot of home runs and very good defense. But, you know, everybody's human, and I think – I got high hopes for him. Obviously, it's a long season. You know, he'll get settled yeah. in. But, no, he's, uh, yeah. He, yeah, he's going to settle in. It's just as as it sits right now, my rating of the two, you know, he comes up to the plate, and I'm not exactly on the edge of my seat, you know, um, waiting to see what he's going to do. I don't, um, you know, it's like Arenado comes up to the plate, and I'm like, oh, what's he, you know, what's he going to do now? You know, and you get real excited. That's obviously a high confidence, but you know, Contreras isn't that. And I think, you know, I think I think it is. I think it's mental. I think obviously, St. Louis fans are kind of relentless, and it drives me a little crazy. But it's because we've been blessed with so many great players over the course of a franchise that, you know, I think everybody needs to take a step back and realize that there's maybe three guys ever on Yachty's level and I think we just need to manage our expectations with Contreras. Yeah, like for Yachty's career, like yeah, like I think I've seen a stat with like the stolen bases, like we were like five hundred like less or you guys know what I'm talking about? Like the stat Yeah, where, like total stolen bases against a team, like we had yeah like hundreds of I, less stolen bases against yeah. us. Last like yeah, twenty years, like, Yachty. We know what Yachty was for the Cardinals. He was the pioneer. He's the one that's driving the boat, riding the ship. So, you know, Contreras obviously doesn't have that to his game. He's more of an offensive-oriented catcher, which is a luxury on the MLB. But, like, like, like you said, it's it's a long season. You know, he'll get it together. All right, and moving on to our last player, um, we talked about him a little bit at the beginning. Um, Tyler O'Neill. I'd I'd give him a three point five. I think you know he's got good stuff. He's got some some bad stuff, but you know, just like I said earlier, I see him just like Nolan Gorman. You know, he goes up there. There's a good chance he'll strike out, but there's also a good chance he'll smack the ball pretty far. Um, yeah, he's pretty good on defense. He's He was a gold glover two years ago. So, I mean, hopes are high for him. Obviously, there was a little scuffle at the beginning of the season, but I think him and Marmol have moved on from it. Um, and I think it just comes down to him focusing on his game now. Yeah, see, my thing is, it's, it's going to be a whole lot better once Newt Bar comes back from injury because – That'll do nothing but just take pressure off of him. And, you know, if we have Jordan Walker, who's looked great at the plate, you know, fouling pitches off, you know, obviously he's a big kid, has lots of power, good swing, you know. Having that and then having Newt Barr, who can 
can move all across the outfield. Dylan Carlson, same thing, you know. At that point, at that point, Tyler can just be a role player, which I think he has upside, you know, be like an everyday guy. But at that point, he could be a role player. Maybe he has a day where he can be DH instead of center field, and then he can just focus on batting. And then that could be scary once he hits two home runs in a game. So, like like you said, friend, I'm I'm probably somewhere in the middle, three three point five. Um, I love Tyler. You know, I know he uh like has contract like talks that are about to come up because he's going to be a free agent either after this year or after next year. But you know, I think I think he has like that poise to him. You know. Willing to work, you know, maybe not everyone knows that he's like the best worker or whatever, but he works and he's a strong guy. And just putting it all together. He's still 27, right? Like just now hitting his stride as far as being in his prime. So, you know, I like him. Um, I, I think I'm going to stick with just a two on it. Um, you know, Obviously, I hope that he could um, bounce back. I, th- I think Newbar's injury certainly is um, affecting him, but I just I don't. Something about it just tells me like I don't, I don't feel I think, confident. I think or Addison. I think Addison's stuck on the idea of trading him while while his value yeah, is high. I think, I think <laughs> that. that, that that probably is contributing. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think we should deal him wholeheartedly. I think we should deal him. Um, I mean, obviously, I think it's too early in the season to do so. But come All Star break, I would I would do a backflip if we could deal him and um, find us a good starter. Because um, he, I, yeah, I mean, everybody else, I feel like, well, maybe with the exception of Carlson. I think I could get rid of Carlson with a pretty empty heart, but um, you know everybody else I'd be pretty upset to see go. But O'Neill trading him for an ace sounds fantastic to me. So, so maybe I am. Maybe I'm hating. Maybe I'm playing on O'Neill's downfall. So we trade him. I don't know. So um, my question for you, Addison, is like you look at the season that he had two years ago. Do you think that's a peak Tyler do you think it's kind of fluky do you think uh he can replicate that get somewhere close to that what you think about that well uh, let me tell you I certainly hope that that's like ceiling O'Neal like I think I think he absolutely can be that and I think the Cardinals need to be advertising that when they come up with trade talks for him I, okay. you know I think yeah, I think I think he's I think he can be a stud, and we haven't seen it out of a guy like Newt yet or a guy like Carlson. But I think the gap between O'Neill and Carlson, or the gap between O'Neill and Newt Bar, is not as big as some people think it is. Yeah, for sure. And see, the reason I might well I'm high on Tyler, so I would want to give him up. But even if I wasn't high on Tyler, like, I feel like we still have a lot of things to establish in the outfield, you know. 
Jordan Walker is 20 years old. This is his first, like, season in the outfield. We've seen him mess up sometimes, you know, but that comes with it. He's going through all of this at, at, uh, for the first time. But even even Newt Bar, Newt Bar only came on in the second half of the season last year. So what can we expect from Newt Bar? And then Carlson uh, still needs some consistency to his game. So me personally, I wouldn't be super high on giving up on O'Neal and then putting all our eggs in the basket elsewhere. But like you, like you said, uh, he he he's very valuable. I'm sure you realize his value, but also if we talk into other MLB executives and they're high on them and they want to give us a ace, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't count that out personally, but uh, yeah, I, I like Tyler. But. Now I will say, and I don't think this will affect his batting or maybe it will because it can shift his focus defensively. Um, I don't see Tyler O'Neill as a true center fielder. I really think he shines in the corners and I think with a guy like Newbar coming back and maybe playing center field like we saw in the World Baseball Classic, I think that could shift some things. So that, to me, would be something really interesting to tinker with. Because um, I, I, I think we are missing – well, I think Newbar could be a, a true center. But I think the thing that hurt about the Bader trade, and I'm not upset about the Bader trade. Like I, I thought that was a great move last year. But Bader is obviously a center fielder. You know, you wouldn't put him anywhere else. So, um, you know, I, and I just don't see that in O'Neal. Yeah, kind of hearing these things from you, I could definitely kind of persuade him, man. Definitely got a little pitch to you. But, uh, because I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, last year we trade Bader, who was our established center fielder, Cardinals, you know, legend. All the girls love this guy, you know, type of guy, elite defense, yep. Yep. whatever. But then we we turned him into Jordan Montgomery. And I think that Tyler O'Neill is valued more than Harrison Bader. And especially at the oh, time yeah. of the trade. Certainly. Certainly. Oh, if. Bader can get us Montgomery, then what could Tyler get us? You right. Know? But, right. You know. Because I think I think we absolutely won that Jordan Montgomery trade. I mean, you know, Bader, Bader did come up clutch for the Yankees uh, last year in the playoffs. Had a couple of home runs that, you know, um, were a really big deal when that team was struggling to hit in the postseason. So, I mean, you know, props to Bader for that. But at the same time, we weren't seeing the offensive production from Bader uh, on the Cardinals. So, you know, I think – and Montgomery has stepped in as, you know, one of the best pitchers on our team. So, um, you know, I, that trade was good. But to me, you know, O'Neal, uh, when he had his great year um, two years ago, and obviously he was hurt a little bit of last year, but – his production last year came from left field. His great season two years ago came out of left field. Right. You know, so I just I don't see him being a center fielder. Maybe I'm just I'm biased, you know, because he's so he's so big that out there it, it just kind of looks funny. Typically, you know, you got 
kind of a, a shorter, quick guy out there in center. Like, um, you know, like a Bader, like the Marlins have done with Jazz Chisholm. Um, you know, and, and so I think it's I think it's just a little weird to me seeing him in center. And, yeah, I, and my, I wonder how that affects him. Yeah, my thing with... Uh... Okay, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, just just wrapping up real quick. I agree with you. It does kind of look unnatural, especially, you know, he won a gold glove in left field. So stick him there, keep Jordan in right, let him learn, and let one of our other center fielders establish themselves. But, yeah, that's it. All right. Well, we're going to go into a little intermission again to go to, to the wrap-up of the episode. So we'll be uh, right back. All right, everybody, welcome back. Um, We're just going to finish off with a few topics here. Um, And yeah, so I want to talk about our homegrown guy coming up and making history in the first 11 games, 12 games, my guy Jordan Walker. Uh, in that 12-game hit streak right now, tying um, Eddie Murphy, which has been a 111-year <laughs> record, which is crazy. Uh, what do you guys? What you guys seen from him lately? Man, he's very mature for his age. Like, yep. uh, he's barely older than me, and he is performing at a high level in the MLB. He has a good approach. He's seeing everything for the first time. I think that's a big thing. Um, he's still learning and he's still doing good. So that has to have us optimistic about him. Yeah. I um, I don't want to jump the gun on him too quickly, but I'm going to go ahead and say it and hope and you know, fingers crossed that I don't jinx it. But I, I mean, this guy is the next Cardinal great to me. Um, he's, <laughs> you know, I, I love everything I see from him. And I think just very most importantly, I think he's just out there having fun, which is great. Um, you know, I've never seen him not have a smile on his face. Um, you know, and I think that just that kind of positivity and energy and with the success, the guys want to rally behind him. And, you know, I think, I think he's going to be a great piece to this team. Man, you can tell he's a really good clubhouse guy, which is crazy to say because he's like a clubhouse kid. But uh, right. you can just tell, you know, the smile is contagious. The energy is there. When the team is down, he gets a hit. You know, he's doing the pepper grinder. He, yeah. He's grinding out the at-bats. So, you know, he's a great kid. I, I really like him. He's yeah. going to be good for us. It's for great, a while, great like. seeing him out there. Uh He's already got 47 at bats. He's hitting 319, 360 on base percentage. Yeah, he's got four runs, eight RBIs, one stolen base, which is, I think, an underrated part of his game. He's because he's so big. Um, but you know, he just reminds me of Aaron Judge, kind of, you know, even with that stance. You know, it just I, I don't know how to put yeah, it, but I just I just love watching him, man. He gets me on the edge of my yeah. seat. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we talk about we talk about Tyler O'Neill having that presence, you know, being a strong guy, stuff like that. You know, this kid is six six, like two fifty. 
that's definitely a present a presence that's on the plate you know you he his swing to me is more so like line drive and gap to gap but if you groove him one he will send it to the seats and it will like get out fast so you know having a guy like that in the lineup that big you know and you know he has all the tools so all he has to do is just put it together which he's already putting it together but you know continuing to do that over the long season you know all right and lastly uh i want to talk about how we look for this this week uh and next week against the pittsburgh pirates this week um and then next week we got the Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, today we got Montgomery on the mound. You know, 2.25 ERA. He's 2-0. and He's got 12 strikeouts. Yeah, hopefully he just keeps it up, you know, mm-hmm. I, especially against Pittsburgh, which I th- personally I think should be a series we should take, um, especially, you know, just trying to get trying to bounce back and get in that win column. Yeah, get up to yeah. 500 again. Uh, yeah, what, yeah. Are you, what are you guys looking at? Yeah, uh, you know it's it's still the, it's still early on in the season, and we started the season with a very tough schedule. You know, we have the Blue Jays, then we have the Braves, then we have the Brewers, and then we got to go to Coors and you know play the Rockies. Um, so, not saying you know it's a breath of fresh air, you know, to play teams like this, but you know, just to get those bigger series out of the way, that has to you know, get pressure off of the guys. You know, I'm pretty optimistic about how we're going to look against them. You know, I still think we're better than them. So just putting it all together. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I think you guys kind of nailed it. I think Pittsburgh definitely should be a uh, – I mean, they're playing really good baseball. But I look at it to be um, a, a real confidence-boosting series. Going into Arizona, I haven't. I don't know what Arizona's doing so far this year, but I know their pitching's tough. Um, obviously, with guys. yeah, yeah, they got young guys, and they've actually looked you know. really good. I mean, they yeah. they, they are... split the series with the Dodgers, yeah. uh, split yeah, the series with the Padres. The yeah, uh, yeah, beat the Dodgers yeah. three out of four times, and then went to. Was it? Did they go to Milwaukee? I think they went to Milwaukee and beat the beat the Brewers in the series. So maybe you know. Um, yeah. Oh no, they it was at home, but they did they did beat the the Brewers two to one in that series. So yeah, yeah, man. But you know, I think we're battle tested. You know, starting the season versus the Blue Jays. You know, that's you know it takes a while for pitchers to get sharp and stuff like that coming out of the gate and having to face Bo Bichette, you know, Vladdy, George Springer, and then you go into your next series, you got to face Acuna and Matt Olson and Riley. You know, these are all established guys. They got the biggest contracts. And, you know, this, they're the stars of the league. So just to get through those series, I know we're not happy with where we're at, but just to get through there and still have things to look forward to, I think is what we have to like about going into these series against these teams. Yeah, I think we yeah. just got to go there and execute. That's just what it comes down to. Right. Yeah. Don't matter who we're playing, we need to just go out there and treat it like it's our last game. 
every time. Yeah, and I know, I know we always, we always trust the offense, but you know, I'm keeping my eye on the pitching, seeing how we're going to do, but I'm happy with some things that I've saw. So, yeah, absolutely. Well, all high hopes for the future. Um, but yes, I think sir. that'll, that'll wrap it up for episode number two of uh, yes, the sir. Essential Sports Pod. Um, I mean, it's been an honor, boys. Yeah, thank you guys yes. for coming on it's with me and talking, always. talking some Cardinals baseball with me. I appreciate everybody who's listening in. Um, and yeah, we will catch you guys next week, uh, next Thursday again, same time, every week. So yeah, you guys have a good day, and we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>